Shabbat Shalom. Like that. Seems today that everything about life is speedy. Modern life is quick and we're constantly on the run. Slow is bad, fast is good, instant is even better. Instant messaging, instant communication, instant translation, instant replay, of course, instant gratification. Technology encourages us to run full speed ahead. Social media practically requires us to get in there first. If we're not there instantly, we're irrelevant. It's not even about truth or objectivity. It's about getting there first before anyone else. Speed undermines quality, but we're happy to pay the price. No matter that language is coarsened and civility is corroded and standards are compromised, we don't care that much about accuracy. Alternative facts are fine. How do public officials put it nowadays? You're, you have your facts and I have mine. And I have millions of followers. We call them rather euphemistically and a bit sadly nowadays, friends. Would millions of my friends stay friends if I didn't tell them the truth? Really now, would I lie to millions of people? It's like the disciple who told a student of another rabbi, my Rebbe is so righteous, he speaks with God three times a day. Really, said the other student. How do you know that your Rebbe speaks with God three times a day? The first responded, would a man who speaks with God three times a day lie? <laughs> we don't care that much about thoughtfulness. Come on, we've got to be in the game. That's what counts. People listen to us. We get hits, we get attention, we're talked about, little old me just sitting in my room banging away on my computer keys and look how many people are paying attention to me. If I exercise some thoughtfulness, some reflection, some sophistication, that would take too long. I wouldn't be heard and in any case, who wants to tax themselves with so much complexity. It's not what's important in life nowadays. We need to be heard, talked about, chirp and cheep and chitter and chirrup and chirr. We've become tweety birds. We even govern by tweets policy in 140 characters. We communicate in sound bites. It's how we campaign. It's how we absorb the news. Seems that no one has any patience anymore for messages that contain any degree of subtlety or complexity. Herein lay the tension at the heart of the modern condition. Anything worthwhile and long-lasting takes time. Relationships take time. Learning takes time. Understanding takes time. 
Executive orders take time. Legislation takes time. Enacting health care takes time. Repealing health care takes time. Replacing health care takes time. Peacemaking in the Middle East takes time. One China policy is not set in one minute and is not reversed in one tweet. And speaking of China, great walls are not planned in one speech or built in one day. Deep down, we know that life still requires reflection, subtlety, nuance, and even philosophy. But we can't help ourselves. My phone buzzed, and I have to interrupt this conversation to see what Justin Bieber wrote. To me. To me. Deep down, we know that we cannot even understand ourselves. The inner life of an individual, let alone the world, in haste. But we just can't help ourselves. Woody Allen put it this way. I read War and Peace in 20 minutes. It's about Russia. Jewish tradition is emphatic. There are no shortcuts in life. It's fine to get from point A to point B in the shortest time, but often the shortest way is the longest way. And the longest way sometimes turns out to be the shortest way. We're first introduced to this concept in the Parsha of the Week, Mishalach. We read the following. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although it was nearer. God led the people in the roundabout way through the wilderness of the Red Sea. In other words, the shortest route between point A, Egypt, and point B, the land of Israel, would have taken the Israelites through the land of the Philistines, what is today modern-day Gaza. But the liberated slaves didn't go that way. They went the roundabout way through the desert. Why? The Bible itself tells us that God was concerned that the people would otherwise have been disheartened if they would have had to fight their way through the way that was the shortest route, then as now, Gaza was never good for the Jews. There was always fighting there. God was concerned that when the newly freed slaves experienced war, they would have a change of heart and want to return to Egypt to live their hard lives as slaves, but still the only lives they knew. Even with God's protection, the people needed to be prepared. They needed battle plans. They needed strategy. They needed time to get their emotions in order. Even the ultimate authority, God, couldn't simply deliver an executive order hastily. 
And on the spur of the moment and expect to be implemented without buying from the people, life doesn't work that way. For most of us, accomplishment and success, reaching a worthy destination, takes time. We're complicated. Life is complicated. The world is complicated. We can't simply set a goal, the promised land, and expect to march there unencumbered and unfettered and unchallenged by those who stand in our way. Moreover, if we arrive too soon, often that's not good. It's not good for us. Premature success seduces us. It tricks us. We're fooled into thinking that our success is the result of some preternatural talent, some manifest destiny bestowed upon us by some executive order, rather than the result of willpower, persistence, perseverance, practice, patience, endurance, diligence, resilience, resolve, focus, attention to detail, determination, devotion, steadiness, thoughtfulness, tenacity, deferred gratification. We forget that gradualness often gets us to the destination in better shape and even faster than the short routes, shortcuts, and short attention spans. The Talmud recounts a story of Rabbi Joshua ben Hananiah, who was on a journey and met a young boy sitting at a crossroads. And the rabbi asked the boy, which road leads to town? The boy responded rather cryptically, this road is short but long, and that road is long but short. So Rabbi ben Hananiah took the shorter route. As he approached the town, the road became obstructed by gardens and orchards, and he couldn't get through. He had to retrace his steps. And there, sitting at the same crossroads, was the same boy. The rabbi asked, didn't you tell me that this was the short way? The boy responded, yes, but didn't I also tell you that it was the long way? Rabbi Joshua then kissed the boy on his head and proclaimed, happy are you, O Israel, both the young and the old are wise. The best way is not always the shortest way. Sometimes the shortest way isn't even the shortest way. The best way is not always the easy way. Journalist Walter Lippmann delivered a profound commencement speech at the University of Utah in 1943. During the worst year 
of World War II. He said, Upon the standard to which the wise and honest of our generation must now repair, it is written, you have lived the easy way. Henceforth, you will live the hard way. For 20 years before the outbreak of this gigantic war, the free peoples of the Western world took the easy way. That is why we were stricken. That is why the defenses of Western civilization crumbled. We shall not resist the evil that has come into this world, nor prepare the resurrection in which we believe if we continue to take the easy way in all things. Shabbat shalom.